Hey, this is Russell Wilson. This is Joe Montana. This is Dak Prescott. Hey, this is Jason Kelsey, and you're listening to Rob Motti. Rob Motti. Rob Motti. Rob Motti. I am Rob Motti. Welcome to the AP Pro Football Podcast, the special All-Pro edition. We delayed the release of this podcast for a day so I can count all the ballots and have everything lined up for us to release the 2022 Associated Press All-Pro rosters. Congratulations to all of the players, Justin Jefferson and Travis Kelsey, were the only unanimous receiving all 50 votes. I got to share the news with five guys, so it was really cool to see their reaction. Spoke to Sauce Gardner, who was the first rookie cornerback since Hall of Famer Ronnie Lott way back in 1981. Also his teammate, Quinnen Williams. And then from the Eagles, Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson. And from the Raiders, running back Josh Jacobs. So check out the All-Pro story, the rosters, the voting breakdown, all of that. It's out at APNews.com. We have three tremendous guests this week. We got an All-Pro lineup. We have an All-Pro show. Gronk is here. Rob Gronkowski Eli Manning is back. I think it's Eli's fifth or sixth time on the podcast. Always love talking to Eli. Really enjoyed talking to Gronk. So did my daughters who were snuck up in the room and said hello to Gronk. And Pro Football Hall of Famer Emmett Smith, he joins me. So it's a star-studded cast. It's Super Wild Card Weekend. I'm fired up. I'll give you some picks later, but let's get right to Gronk. Gronk, what's up, man? How are you, buddy? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I just saw you on TV painting. I didn't know you were such a talented artist. Yeah, how'd you like that? So I did that about a couple of days ago. Um, I just recorded it. Uh, when I'm not in the studio, I just got to do like a little two-minute video, and um, I just shot that. And actually, I just missed it because I was putting together a, a infrared sauna in my basement next door. So, But my mom texted me. She was like, that was a good one. And I was <laughs> like, damn it. So I'm going to have to rewatch. I'm going to have to have her send it to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I the look threw me off a little bit, right, with with the wig and the beard and everything like that. But I, I thought the artistry, it was pretty impressive. I do have to ask you though, when you painted Tom, right, and and you did the Tom, Tom was like a little, he's he's crying that Gronk isn't there anymore. How realistic is that? I, I think he 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 really feels that way. I think I hit it right on the money. I mean, I didn't really see it. I mean, I actually started crying when I was imitating him. Uh, and I did, I did it like I did three different shoots, three different takes with it, and each time I cried. So I'm, I can't wait to see it go back. I'm gonna have my mom send it to me, like I said, and uh, I, that's my favorite part to see is uh, the the part where I started crying, uh, and it was real tears. So I feel like that's how he really feels. I mean, I understand. I mean, I, I would miss myself too if I was Tom. <laughs> <laughs> well. I know a whole lot of people miss you. The Bucks especially miss you when they're in the red zone, man. From I know you're doing some analyst work, right, too. So from an analyst perspective, I'm sure you watched a lot of Tom and watched a lot of the Bucks. They win the division. They're going to go into the playoffs regardless. But what do you think this team needs to do to have success in the playoffs? You know, I think the offensive, offensive line is going to have to come together. I mean, obviously, they've been struggling there a little bit. But, I, um, I mean, with some key injuries – I mean, that never helps, uh, especially, you know, down the season. I mean, a couple backup, uh, their backup tackles went down and everything. They're getting Jensen back possibly, so that could actually be a huge, huge help. So it starts with the offensive line, uh, you know, with protecting Tom. And then uh, in order to win some games, someone is going to have to step up. The O-line, they're going to have to block, protect, give Tom time, give Tom time. And then one of the receiving corps 
one of the guys or two of the guys, they're going to have to step up 150 yard games, uh, you know, a 40 yard pass down the field to get the offense rolling. Leonard Fournette is going to have to come out of the backfield, truck some people, get some 15 yard gains, you know, start steamrolling everyone and then just build the confidence from there and uh, just make some plays. And then also in the red zone, someone's going to have to step up and, and, you know, bring it down and in order to score some touchdowns. And that's how the, and let me tell you, they're going to be able to pull that off. They got the talent to do it. It's just if, you know, if they step up at the right time and pull it off and do it. Gronk, everybody thought that at this point you may be there. Was there, was there a time? Was it ever close? Did you ever think about saying, you know what, Tom, I'll come back for you in December? Did, did it ever have escalate to that point? There was a little point, you know, obviously football's in my heart. I love playing the game. Um, I thought about it a few times, actually. I was kind of I wasn't really close, you know, in order for me to go back to football, you know, my whole mindset, everything would have to be flipped, knowing like that is what I'm going to do. The feeling is there, you know, but it, it never got to that point. Just a couple thoughts there and there, like, oh, how cool would that be if, you know, I go back, you know, you make some plays, help the team out, help them win some games. That definitely came through my mind, but it never came to the point where I was like, I have to do it. Like it was, it's a must go. I'm I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to go out there. So that's why I never went back to football. And uh, I, I enjoy doing the analyst stuff with Fox. There are great people over there. So um, never pulled the trigger. Never really came close to pulling the trigger. And uh, just enjoying my time off, man. Gronk, there's always next year, man. What's the possibility of that? Uh, there is always next year. I just built uh, – I actually just got a brand-new treadmill next door. And I just got a brand-new infrared sauna next door. Thank you to Higher Dose for sending me the infrared sauna. I just put it together with my uh, with my roommate, who's Mr. All-Purpose. He can put anything together at any time, uh, and he just helped me out with that. So I can get a nice run in with a nice sweat after. And uh, if I just keep doing that every single day or a couple times a week and stay in shape, well, then anything's possible. But right now, not really thinking about that, but uh, just doing some other things, enjoying, enjoying doing other things and uh, having a good time with everything. Well, man, one of those things that you're doing, this is pretty crazy. It's pretty impressive. I don't know if you've ever kicked a field goal in your life, but you're going to be doing it live. Like It's not taped. It's not a commercial that you're going to do 20 times. You're going to do this live during the Super Bowl, Gronk. How did you even get yourself involved in this? Yes, uh, actually, FanDuel's first ever uh, Super Bowl commercial as well. So it's just an honor to be a part of that. And uh, how do I not get myself into this? You know, everyone knows that I love, you know, throwing myself into fun, uh, love love trying out new ideas. And obviously, I can catch a football. I've, I've had over 500 catches in the NFL. I've had 10-plus catches some games. Um, basically, won every game, you know, in my career with a catch. So everyone knows I can catch. So why not try to kick the football? Why not try to kick a field goal? And on top of it, I was pump pass and kick champion in the Western New York region uh, when I was growing up as well. So I love kicking field goals. I used to practice all the time. I actually have kicked one field goal in my life uh, in, in high school. I made a 33-yarder, which was pretty awesome. So when this opportunity came to me, I just knew that, you know, FanDuel is the number one sports book out there. And whatever organization I'm a part of, I like to be part of winners, you know, with the Patriots, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And FanDuel, they are winners, and they care about their uh, consumers as well. They care about their fans out there, and that's what I love about them. And uh, this is an opportunity to help my fans out there to win $10 million in free bets, which is mind-blowing. 
Gronk, that's a lot of pressure, man. Like, I know you've had the pressure of playing for Super Bowls, catching passes, doing all that with the game on the line. Lombardi, $10 million for fans. That's a ton of pressure. Are you going to seek any advice on how to handle that? Yeah, so uh, I actually already shot a training montage video with Adam Vinatieri, which is going to be really, really cool when it comes out. And uh, I, let me tell you, I was I was pretty bad. I'm, I'm not at top of my game right now. Uh, we, you know, there's no doubt about that. I'm not here to hype me up, but um, I'm going to have a lot of practice. Vinatieri gave me some tips. I had practice today. We shot the training montage, but I actually have two training sessions coming up this week. And um, I believe if you put your mind to anything, you can do anything. And I don't want to disappoint America. This is for America, $10 million. I mean, that's just wild. I mean, people are going to be watching. Everyone's going to be tuning in to see if I make it. And it just shows. Remember when um, Chad Ochocinco just kicked those extra points in preseason? Just how just how much attention that, that gained and how amused everyone was was just watching Chad Ochocinco kick a field goal. So it's going to be a lot of pressure. I'm going to have to train, but I feel like I'm going to be able to pull it off. And, you know, it's like fourth fourth quarter, you know, fourth and one game on the line. I like that pressure. I like the ball coming to me. And this is the same situation with the field goal. Were you ever uh, the emergency kicker for one of the for the Patriots or the Bills? Absolutely no chance. No, I was not the emergency kicker. It was actually uh, one game. Wes Welker, when it was my first and second year in the league, uh, Steven Guskowski went down, and then we had a backup kicker come in. They just signed a kicker, and then Wes Welker was actually the second backup if that guy went down. So uh, it was never me. It was never a thought to be me. I'm actually – I was only good at kicking in high school, and I was actually a toe kicker as well. I want to actually hit this one soccer style and practice soccer style and get good that way, but um, we'll see. Uh, We'll see what happens. Well, Gronk, I got a lot of faith in you. I know uh, FanDuel, this is going to be a a tremendous commercial, very exciting opportunity. So I'm looking forward to it. Hey, Rob, thank you, ma'am. Two-time Super Bowl MVP Eli Manning is one of my most frequent guests. I always enjoy chatting with Eli. He's doing great work on the Manning cast and everything that he does in television. He's also doing a great job repping Verizon. Here is my conversation with Eli Manning. Appreciate you joining me, Eli. Crazy football season that just wrapped up. We're getting ready for the playoffs. As you look at the teams that are going in, your New York Giants getting in as a wild card as a sixth seed. You know what it's like to go that route, man, right? You were a a fourth seed, won a Super Bowl, a fifth seed, won a Super Bowl. What's that path ahead of them like? Well, you know, obviously, um, it's all about getting in the playoffs. So that's, that's just the way it is. And so sometimes, you know, you can just be the, the team that gets hot at the right time and, and uh, you know, feeling confident. And you just got – it's all about timing. You can catch a team when they're off and not on the right day and, and start making a run. So I think the – I mean, I feel like the NFC, uh, you know, is pretty – you know, it seems to be pretty wide open. And obviously the Eagles were – had a great run, but all of a sudden kind of Jalen's been hurt. He's coming back. They you know, lost a couple and, um, you know, Minnesota, it looked good. They've also had some games, you know, versus the Packers recently. They didn't look so hot. So, you know, I think it's, it's all wide open. It's all an exciting time. And that's why the playoffs, um, you know, why it is so exciting. Cause Hey, that, that, that numbers, you know, five seed or six seed or now, Hey, you know, 
seven seed can 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 beat somebody and can you know each and every week and so um you know it, it makes for it makes for very entertaining um playoffs and in each week and each game is is going to be a must watch tv all of these first round matchups, Eli, are rematches. All the teams faced each other. They're playing again in the Giants Vikings case not that long ago, just a few weeks ago, Ravens Bengals, and they're going to face each other. How much does it help to have that knowledge to already have done that homework of your opponent? I think it definitely helps. It does, you know, you obviously have that game that, you, that you've already played to watch what worked, what didn't work. Um, you know, what adjustments are we going to make? What do you, what adjustments do you think they're going to make? And so, um, it's, it's still, you know, as, as always comes down to execution and playing smart football, protecting the ball and all those things. But I think just going in, um, you know, just feeling a little bit more confident about your game plan, about what you're doing, um, you know, about who, you know, even just kind of the one on one matchups uh, of how you're going to, you know, for the offense line, you know, hey, this guy, you know, kept going with this move or had success with this. I got to prepare for this, this, you know, this this upcoming week. You know, receivers versus DBs, those those individual individual matchups where you just have a feel for how how certain players play. So I think it's you know, obviously it works on on both sides, but uh, having done that, I think it just it helps with the preparation, having played them uh, before, and 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 you know, just having that familiarity with with their style. Eli, what are your thoughts on Brock Purdy? Here's a kid who was last player selected in the NFL draft. He's put in a situation where he's now leading the San Francisco 49ers who have high expectations, Super Bowl hopes, and he's looked poised. He's looked very impressive to me. What have you seen from him? Yeah, I've been been impressed with Brock. uh, He's come in and has looked extremely sharp, extremely just, comfortable in that offense like he, you know he knows where he's going with the ball uh just his mechanics the footwork and um you know sometimes when you're when you're a young quarterback those things <clears throat> can can slip because you got so much going on uh in your mind hey you know what's my progression what's the snap count what's this play hey what defense is this what's this blitz am i protected you have so much going on in your mind that you can kind of lose some of your your form and your and your mechanics and that has not been the case with Brock. He looks very comfortable. He's playing fast. He's throwing accurately, and and um, you know does a good job of, of spreading the ball around to his playmakers. How do you feel about your season, man? What you and Peyton were able to do again with uh, your second year on the Manning cast, and as you're looking ahead to go into the Pro Bowl games as a coach. Yeah, you know, it's been. It, it, I thought it was a, a good, uh, a good second year. And I felt our guests were awesome. Uh, I had fun with Peyton, just kind of having our rhythm of what to expect and how to, how you know for how to how we need to prepare uh, for each game and watching film and and kind of knowing you know how much football we talk versus how much you know we're with the guests and, and the critical moments of the game and just the flow of uh, of when TV timeouts are going to happen and. And, you know, when breaks are going to occur and, and, and try to be prepared for that. So uh, a lot goes into it. It's been a lot of fun. We've had, you know, a couple a couple great games and, and look forward to this last uh, uh, our last game, which will be a playoff and, and have the Cowboys in the Bucks. So that should be exciting on Monday night. 
Well, we're going to have a quarterback in that one who's got a little uncertainty in Tom Brady after this season. We heard Aaron Rodgers, Eli, last night say he's going to take some time. Uh, as you know, it's difficult to step away from the game. What do you, you know? What do you think is the determining factor for guys? Like, how did you know when it was time to walk away? As Aaron and Tom ponder these decisions after the season. Uh, well, it's just a matter of the, you know, just um, are, are you willing to put in all the work that it requires to play at a high level? Um, are you are you willing to, um, you know? Just, just you know, go through the grind. Not, not just the season. The season's not hard. It's the off season. It's the work. And as you get older, I feel like you got to work twice as hard just to get uh, half the results sometimes. And so it's just it becomes um, it, it becomes a lot. And as you know, especially in Tom's case, as you start as you get you know family and kids and everything going on, you um, you know you can miss out on more. So there's a lot you know a lot to think about, a lot to go on, and just um, you know, hey, it can just you know, losing can be tough and all those things. Uh, the hits hurt, you know, hurt a little bit more, and and so, uh, but you know, both those guys have had unbelievable careers. They're still playing at an extremely high level. Can you know, they they haven't lost any arm strength, and um, you know, just watching them play. So it'll just come down to really, you know, whether whether they want to they want to keep doing it or not, because it it, it doesn't seem like their play is is dropped off at all. You mentioned kids. I know there was a big moment this weekend for one of yours, Eli, right? First career goal, first goal uh, in hockey. I think it's the first hockey goal of uh, any you know uh, person in the entire Manning family going back, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. We haven't been, you know, not a whole lot of uh, hockey players in the, in the family growing up, uh, you know, around New Orleans and Mississippi. Uh, so it was, uh, it, it was exciting. And, and I was just, you know, it was one of those rare times that I, I was not rare, but it, you know, you can't, I don't film the whole game. Just kind of happened to get some clips. You know, my wife, Hey, send me some clips of her playing. Make sure you, you know, you don't miss any and, and happen to get her uh, kind of scoring on a rebound goal. So she, uh, she was excited. I, I was probably more, you know, yelled more than, than, than she celebrated. Uh, on the goal. So it was, uh, you know, hockey's a little new for me. I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't help her with anything. I can't teach her anything. I can't give her any advice, uh, on anything, but, uh, it's been fun to watch. That's pretty awesome. Eli. Well, listen, I have daughters myself and, uh, maybe you can help me with this. Cause every time we see a Verizon <clears throat> commercial, they're pointing out to me, daddy, you know, I want an iPhone 14. They're nine years old. They're twins. I don't know when's the right time to go get them. One of these you're partnered up now with Verizon. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you're doing. If you got any advice for me too, as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, excited to, to, to partner with Verizon. They've been a great sponsor of the NFL forever and, and really, um, it, it's pretty cool that Verizon is, is helping some lucky fans go to three Super Bowls in a row. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what they're doing. You can go uh, to your local Verizon store or, or online to win a chance to win one of the 20 pairs of tickets now until February 15th. And so that, that's pretty, you, know, you kind of, you know, I've, I've heard about Super Bowl giveaways, but to go to three in a row uh, for the next three years, get to go to that game. Um, it, it will be pretty exciting. It's such a, I would say a great moment, a great football, 
you know, deal. And so Verizon has done, you know, they, they do great things. They've, you know, they're already doing great stuff in Glendale and Phoenix surrounding this, this year's Super Bowl. Um, you know, so whether you're at the stadium, whether you're at home or, or you're on the go, um, you know, Verizon is a network for, for football fans to just rely on that seamless experience uh, during the Super Bowl and, and throughout the playoffs and, and everywhere. So, um, you know, my, yeah, my daughter, my oldest is a, is uh, coming up on 12, sixth grade. We're trying to wait till, till she graduated sixth grade to get her, her phone, but we, we caved in and, and gave it to her for Christmas. And uh, just because, you know, like anything, it's more just, um, you know, being able to keep up with them and, you know, they're at sports and they're dropped offs and, and just the communication. So, um, you know, Bryson, uh, obviously what they, you know, what they what they do and and for this upcoming playoffs and Super Bowl 57 uh, on Verizon you can add a, a uh, add a new line for twenty five dollars with the welcome unlimited plan and uh, that's on the Verizon's 5G nationwide network and the best part is you're locked in for three years on that price guarantee so uh, if you're a football fan and you got a family Verizon's the place to go. Well, Eli, I think I might be convinced now with the uh, that package the <laughs> opportunity to to get my kids to go to three straight Super Bowls. Uh, I'm, I'm sold. There you go. So, yeah, yeah, I'm going exactly. to be a hero. Exactly, that'd be pretty fun, pretty cool. Eli, I appreciate you, man, as always, and uh, I look forward to seeing you again. All right, thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Smith is one of the greatest running backs of all time. No one in the history of the league has more yards rushing than Emmett Smith. I was there for the fourth and one. I was uh, standing in the 700 level at the vet. I forgot to tell Emmett this. I was so caught up in counting ballots and doing all pro that I had a, a quick conversation with Emmett, probably about six, seven minutes. We talked mainly about the Cowboys Buccaneers playoff game coming up Monday night. I forgot to tell him I was there for fourth and one. I know I'll catch up with him at the Super Bowl and let him know. But here's Emmett Smith. Hey, Emmett, what's up, man? Appreciate your time. Thank you for joining me. Uh, You're welcome, are you going to be in a, you coming to Tampa for the Bucks uh, Cowboys game? on Monday? No, night? man, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be in Pensacola on, on, <laughs> on Sunday. I'm uh, going to visit my father. Then I'm going to be in Orlando next Wednesday um, for the LPGA event over there at the Diamond Resort event over at Lake Nona. How do you see that game playing out? I, I know the Cowboys had a tremendous season. There were some struggles towards the end. Dak had some issues. What, what do they have to do to beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers? One, they, we have to remain patient and we have to remain committed to utilizing the three running backs that we actually absolutely have. We have to stop putting all the pressure on Dak to find um, C.D. Lamb. And we have to utilize the whole entire arsenal that we actually have by creating matchup issues for Tampa Bay's defense. We should be committed to running the rock and we should be committed to passing and showing the type of balance that we need to show. And most importantly, we got to quit turning the ball over. We have to protect the ball and we have to force Tampa to drive the field and score on our defense and put the pressure on our defense to stop Tampa's Tampa Bay's offense, which is going to be difficult anyway because of Tom Brady. But if we can get pressure on Brady uh, and get the ball, force him to throw the ball uh, in Aaron position, which is tough to do, we should be okay. 
Emmett, from a running back perspective, how much does it help to have two guys like Zeke and Tony Pollard who can carry the rock? I don't even I don't even know what that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> I mean, you carry the ball 330 sometimes for about four or five, six years straight. Who's, who's, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, do you think it's hard to get in a rhythm? Because they handled it well. You think it's hard to get her in rhythm? Some guys, it might affect them differently. Yeah. For me, it was hard to get in the rhythm when I carried about 13 times a game mm-hmm. uh, early in my career. Uh, you know, the, the and when the Cowboys in my rookie year were expecting me to rush for 75 or 100 yards on 12 or 13 carries, I don't know who the heck they thought they drafted. I mean, in my history, that didn't that wasn't even the case. And so I was a runner and they should have known I was a runner that got better as the game went on with the more carries I had. And so uh, it's kind of hard. It was hard for me to get into a rhythm and get a feel for really what's going on. If I'm getting a spare carry here and a spare carry there or a catch here and a catch there, you cannot get into no rhythm. And so until North Turner got there to where they would give me the ball sometimes two times in a row, three times in a row, and we can have a series of, of of eight or nine player plays, and I can carry the ball nine five times. So getting into a rhythm is important to getting your backs into the game, and trying to establish the same kind of rhythm with your quarterbacks off of that kind of run game is important as well. And the Cowboys got a guy on the defensive side. They got a ton of guys on defense who who are pretty talented. But Michael Parsons, something special. Yes. What what have you seen from his talent? An amazing. Amazing football player. As young as he is, and as much as his motor runs, he has been the constant on that defense. Now, I mean, we talk about him in the same light that we talk about Lawrence Taylor. Definitely has that kind of capability. Um, Tremendous talent. Uh, And we utilize him in the right way. And there's other things that we can do. And I know Dan Quinn is going to create some uh, other opportunities to where we can create matchup issues for uh, Tampa Bay's offensive front. Um, And I think Parsons and Lawrence and collectively overall is about as solid as it comes. We got to get our linebacker core back healthy so we can chase the ball and put more pressure on the quarterback and run around on the football field like we were doing early in the season. Those are the things that I see that Parson brings to the table. He brings a level of confidence and a level of surety on that defensive inside. When you have someone that's able to bring that kind of surety and that kind of confidence, it frees up others because he is taking up not only one person, maybe two, and in some cases three. That frees up Demarcus Lawrence and everyone else to be one-on-one situations and to create a little bit more havoc on Tom Brady if we can. And so we got to keep him in the pocket. Don't allow him to, uh, don't give him an opportunity to get outside the pocket and uh, keep pressure in his face and, and just make the throwing lanes a lot narrower. All right. I mean, I'm going to share something with you that isn't going to go out publicly until tomorrow at noon, but I just finished counting the ballots and Mike is going to be a first team AP all pro edge rusher. So go ahead and congratulate him. I'll share it with him. All right, Michael Parsons, congratulations on being an AP All-Pro, bro. Welcome to the All-Pro Club. 
Wonderful, man. Well, listen, before you go, tell me a little bit about your partnership with Bounty. I, I know wings can get messy. I know all that kind of greasy, yummy food can get messy. You need you need that roll of Bounty. I need it right now. I'm spilling stuff all over my table. Well, everyone is going to need it this weekend because everybody's going to be excited because of the playoff season is about to get kicked off come Saturday. And with playoffs and sports in general, whoever's sitting in front of the television enjoying these sporting events is going to have a ton of food around them, whether it's pizza, whether it's wings, whether it's uh, um, chili fries or chili uh, Fritos, Frito pies and all that kind of stuff, including dips. So whomever is going to make a mess, just know this. You cannot play the game of football without wings and you cannot have wings without bounty. So they both go hand in hand, sports and wings and messy stuff go hand in hand and bounty is there to clean up all of your mess. No doubt. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. Be blessed. Back to the AP Pro Football Podcast. Time for some picks. The four pack was 35 30 and 2 in the regular season. All six games this weekend feature teams that played each other already. Three matchups between division rivals facing off for the third time. We'll start with the 49ers minus nine and a half against Seattle. San Francisco is the hottest team in the playoffs. The Niners have won 10 in a row. They haven't missed a beat with rookie third-round pick Brock Purdy filling in for the injured Jimmy Garoppolo. Christian McCaffrey joined Debo Samuel and George Kittle and the other weapons on San Fran's offense to make them even more dynamic. Their defense is stingy. Seattle sneaked into the playoffs as the number 7 seed when the Lions eliminated the Packers. Geno Smith had a nice season, but the Seahawks struggled down the stretch. 49ers, 31-16. Next, we'll look at the New York Giants, plus 3, at Minnesota, the number three seed Vikings went 13 and four, and they beat the Giants on Greg Joseph's 61-yard field goal on Christmas Eve. The Vikings were 11 and 0 in one-score games this season. The Giants, with many of their starters resting last week, gave number one seed Philadelphia a tough time in the final regular season game. I like the Vikings to win a close one on a late field goal again, giving the Giants a cover. Vikings 23-21. Two AFC North rivals who just played last week meet Sunday night. Baltimore plus 8.5 at Cincinnati. The teams split their regular season matchups with the Bengals winning last week with Lamar Jackson out of the lineup for the Ravens. Lamar still hasn't practiced after missing the last five games with a knee injury. The Ravens have no chance without him. The Bengals have won eight in a row, and Joe Burrow has been outstanding. The defending AFC champs just keep rolling. Bengals 27-18. For my best bet, Buffalo is minus nine at home against Miami. The Bills are playing for DeMar Hamlin. He's out of the hospital and home in Buffalo. Josh Allen in that offense has plenty of firepower, and the defense doesn't have to face Tua Tungavailoa. Bills 31-13. For more insight and predictions on every game this weekend, check out ProPix on APNews.com. Time for some final thoughts. Pray for DeMar Hamlin. 
Pray for Peyton Hillis. That's all I got for you this week. It's been a long week. All pro rosters are out. They're done. Check them out. Thank you to Gronk, Eli Manning, Emmett Smith, and thank you for listening. Please be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your pods. Also, check out my colleague, Ralph Russo, and his AP Top 25 college football podcast. Until next week, I'm Rob Motti reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. 